Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera. We've got a full studio today. We've got producer Corey, and we have a very special guest. You know him. You love him. We've got Maddie Chucks in the building. How you doing, guys? Doing well. Doing well. Doing very well. I'm excited to be back on here. It's been way too long. Honestly, it's been too long since I've seen Corey as well. So excited that the gang's all here. It has truly been a minute. So, Corey, how you doing? I'm really excited. You know, it's been a long time since I've been on. And I'm just happy that you've had me back. Uh, <laughs> we got to do this more often. I haven't seen Matty Chucks in quite some time. Yeah, and I know you got the devil sweater on. So, how are our devils nice. doing? Let's That's do a little weird. update on the on the that. on the NHL, dude. Take your Presidents oh Cup futures and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, I don't know if you guys talked to to Dominic, but I I bet the Devils at seventy five to one before the season started as like a semi serious sprinkle. Yeah. Um, wish I bet that a lot more. I thought that they were uh, like a year or two away. They may yeah. still be, but, uh, you know, they are going to make a push at this deadline. And some, yeah, some hedging opportunities. Dom did tell us to bet that. I, I have them to win the division, to win the conference, to win the President's Cup, Stanley Cup. like every, what, All of the bets that you could bet on for the Devils, <laughs> I have them. <laughs> so so yeah, we're it feels in. good. When I look at my cash out options, it just feels good. I know that probably will go away quickly, but right now, feels good. I know. I mean, I love they, those. they're they're basically guaranteed to make the playoffs. Knock on wood. They play 500 hockey the second half, hey. um, and then in any in the playoffs, anything can happen. And the, the teams that they've been playing and losing to, like the Bruins and stuff, like they've honestly outplayed them. And I'm not even really a biased Devils fan. I would say I'm more of a biased Mets fan if I'm going to be biased of anything. But you have season tickets for either of those two. Yeah. Tickets for the Devils. All right, just want to get that out there. I actually, Corey, if you're available on the sixth, we're doing this on the show. If you're available February sixth, I got the seats. If you want them, I'll text it's for you too. It's you for you too. If you guys want to go together. Oh, look wow. at this! We're getting honestly might. already. What what a honestly successful might. podcast. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it doesn't get better. We're hosting. We get gifted. So next time, <laughs> next time we have any guests on, keep this in mind. Um, yeah, set the bar. Set the bar high. <laughs> I can't. I feel like the office. It's like Michael Scott just with like the gift baskets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to have Matt on because obviously we have the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys like quickly in a second, like who you're, who you're backing or who you're betting on rather. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on that. We'll do a separate episode for the Super Bowl later, uh, a little bit closer to the game, but I want to have Matt on because Matt is a true three sport athlete here, if not four. And, uh, right now we're in peak seasons between the NBA NHL. I know you're starting to pick up your MBA volume. So wanted to kind of touch on that with you a little bit. So, uh, but first producer Corey, are you doing okay with the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Like what's how, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I mean, if they want to get devastated, fine. Who gives a shit? Anybody <laughs> really okay with the Eagles in the Super Bowl? That's the real Dude, question. Well, my we have to hold our Eagles breath. Fan, so is, this like, is, are you sure Joe? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> all, all that means is that you still got time. Hey, yeah. look, I, I, we're not trying for a three-peat here um so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real ones know the real ones know so um but yeah, i guess no, the eagles so thing isn't so bad i'm not <laughs> i'm not not i'm kind of in a position where i bet on the eagles to win the super bowl before the um before the nfc championship game so i have like a little bit of an investment there so i was like this will like 
kind of hedge on my like like raw core happiness but it's also the whole like happy wife happy happy life thing so i'm a little conflicted here uh so i i think that i would prefer if the eagles win but i do have some significant mojo stock in patrick Mahomes mm. and travis kelsey so it's uh it's you t- know what's tough, worse tough and i hate to bring this up what? you know what's worse what we have to deal with we have to deal with hurts now for like ever forever yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a problem ever this That's is a, a real problem. Lifetime. As long as I they mean, don't light up the Empire State Building in fucking what green. What the fuck was yeah, that? I hated that. And then they were like, oh, we're doing it for the Chiefs, too, to kind of save our face. Like, no, you, that was just wrong. Yeah. Go, that building sucks, man. Yeah. I want to turn cares about it. Yeah. Now. They were like, oh, tri-state area. It's like, <laughs> great. Now we're going to get fucking Empire flagged. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so... I- um, all right. So I, I see that we're all like kind of indifferent towards this, but um, I, look, I think the game's going to be interesting. Uh, and obviously it's a Super Bowl. So hopefully we see a lot of points. Um, and I, got- I think, I think if the Eagles played the Chiefs this Sunday, I don't know when this is coming out, but if they played, if there's only, if there's only a one week break, I think the Eagles just coast because of the Chiefs' injuries. Yeah. Um, but I think the two weeks is going to be a good game. I mean, you have a good, two good teams. Yeah, um, I think one team is obviously better, like top to bottom, in the Eagles. I think so too. The Chiefs just kind of always get it done. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what you're gonna have to go through. I think the Chiefs' pass rush, if they can break through that Eagles' O line, I think it makes things interesting. Yeah. Um, but you know the Eagles have been so good in the trenches that I don't really know. Um, it sucks because being in New Jersey, get the the New Yorks and the the Phillies, and they're always intertwined there's a lot of eagles fans like you said you know your fiance is an eagles fan yeah and there's there's good eagles fans and there's really really bad ones and for the really really bad ones ones, i pray the chiefs win but for my the good ones i'm like okay you know i i I want you to be happy but there's like you know there's the there's no like middle guys like oh yeah whatever it's either just you're good or you suck that's how i feel more sympathetic towards the eagles cause when they were playing the pats a hundred percent, a hundred because everybody yes. could hate the Pat. The like I, yes. I, Andy Reid racking up some more fucking Super Bowls. I'm okay with that. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I, I would enjoy that, and I invite it. Something we should be getting used to as well. So yes. why not start now? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. <laughs> so, all right, but with that, um, obviously we have we're we're actually closing in on the All Star breaks for NHL and NBA, right? Or did the yeah. All Star break for the NHL happen? It's soon, right? This week. Yeah, they, they really screwed up the scheduling, I think, in my opinion, this year. There was, like, one game yesterday, three games today, like, a couple, two games tomorrow, and then it all just goes until the All-Star break this week. Oh, yeah, like, you got to have, like, a big, know. big slate right before, I yeah. think. So, yeah, so it was just weird. But, Matt, like, with – I know we're not generally a hockey pod, but I want to get – I'll save the NBA for the end. Um, with, with hockey, like, have you found that, like – because I remember last year you had, like, that – awesome like goalkeeper thing <laughs> that was that was yeah. ridiculous so have you been finding like as much success this year or like because i know you've been doing some of the parlays like the builders that generally like i don't love just from like a math perspective but i feel like you crush either yeah i feel like you crush <laughs> uh, them so uh i i like when i crush them um but when i look at my excel spreadsheet and i like look at what works and what doesn't every at the end of the year the builders don't yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but they look so good. They just I look know. so like, oh, this has to happen. Um, but the one thing I've been doing for that little 10k challenge has been like PowerPoint uh unders. Okay. Like, it's like power play point unders. So like if a guy is on like the second power play line, for those that don't know hockey, 
two minutes in a power play. The first line is usually out there for like a solid minute. And then the second line comes out if the first line doesn't score. Um, or if, the, if they're in the zone for a while, don't get it out. Maybe they'll get, come in the last 45 seconds. So you'll get like minus 400s on some good teams, second line power plays. And I just kind of like do four of those to get like plus money. And that's been a yeah. good way to attack the 10K challenge because you need so much to go right to lose that bet. Like you need the power play, first of all. They need the first line not to do it. Then you need him to get the point in the last like 45 seconds. So that's been fun until it isn't. <laughs> as we're <laughs> I mean- out now. I feel like so, it makes more sense though, like in the way that you're trying to look at it, because you're basically saying, like, I think number one, there's more outs on unders, right? So, yeah, yeah. like, I, I think that's kind of what the problem with the 10K challenge is to me. Like, when people are doing these like builders to get to the 10K, right? Because it's like you're you're look you're taking all these like alt lines when when you really look at certain players, like their standard deviations for and like, I'm not going to get totally into the math here, but like yeah. their standard deviations for like what they actually are going to produce fall, like that still falls within just one standard deviation. And you're paying like minus 350, minus 400 on like a prop. Yeah. You, some of them are even like minus a thousand. So it's like, <laughs> and you're only within one standard deviation, and then you still need four more of them to get to the yeah. next day. So it's like, I understand it from like a cap perspective you're like well like look like this guy's done this in seven of his last 10 games he's done this the yada 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 when you lower the line it actually jumps and he's hitting this at like 85 percent on the season sure but like that that's a 15 percent that's not happening and then you have to multiply it by each one that's also going and it's like yeah like you you have plus 100 odds but the fair odds are like plus 250 so yeah. like it's it's a little it's bit human error is also a thing human error yeah. is like a thing like you can think you could think like you could think someone's gonna get 10 points or 15 points like human error is a thing there are guys that go three for 15 shooting in basketball or do whatever i was doing the same thing for hockey shop props and like again a lot has to go right his shift has to be has to be more of an offensive shift if he's playing defense in his own zone for the majority yeah. of the shift he's not even get a chance and i gotta wait another couple minutes for him to even get back on at least basketball, you know, you have like, you know, he's going to get his shots, but yeah. again, he can miss all of those shots. So exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like and, and I, I want people to say like, when I do these builders for the 10 K challenge and other people do, it's not like a betting hack. It's just a fun thing to do for a challenge. Like that's exactly. why I think so, some people are actually butthurt. Like, Oh, like you, blah, blah, blah. like, yes. Like, I think it's important <laughs> to let people know that like, it's not the best way, but it's also fun for a 10 K challenge. Then again, yeah. if you're, if your unit is ten dollars and you only have thirty dollars in your account, definitely do not do the ten k challenge. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it kind of cuts both ways, though, right? Because if you're if you're enti- like if you're trying to build a bankroll and you're like, I don't really have the yeah. funds to do this, like, and I want to maybe get this to like a thousand dollars or a couple hundred dollars, this is really this is not like a bad way to try to do it. But the problem with it is that like if you have if you have fucking expenses where you can't bet like. on something then like take the money out and like put it pay your fucking bills you know like it's not it's not crazy like don't like just gamble responsibly so just don't like you just have to really think about it that way but um I like the power play under angle that you have just generally for this hockey like kind of experiment or so um but I feel like you've been doing well with hockey like is there a team that you're kind of looking at right now besides the devils of course as kind of like a dark horse for uh for the rest of the season uh yeah i do like certain teams i will say go back to your question that i forgot to mention too about uh 
attacking a certain angle this season that I think the yeah. books still haven't fully adjusted to. And maybe I, I could be wrong, but I've been having great success. Is that when a minus 400 team is like the spread is like usually hockey spreads at the puck line, it's like minus one and a half. Bowls, yeah. Right. And then you, whatever they win, or you get the empty net or whatever. Now there's, you know, with like the teams tanking and you have like really good offenses, really good teams, sometimes the line's two and a half. Um, and for them to win the first period will be like plus 100, like minus 110. So, so if you yeah. don't think that team, if you think that team's going to win, odds are, or you think they're going to cover their puck line, odds are you think they're going to be winning after the first period. Sure. Um, so like the fact that you're getting plus money on like a, the team that's the heavy favorite to win after the first period, I've been doing really well on. Um, I could I don't have the numbers with me this season, but on me right now. But I'm I'm up a decent amount of units just doing that. So I think for the second half, I'm gonna gonna start to target those a little more. Yeah. In regards to certain teams, um, I'm probably gonna fade the Boston Bruins, who are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. I just think okay. Just, I think you know people are all like they're due for aggression, like they are. Um, they have good, really good goalies, two of them, and a really good team, but. No one's gonna play that well, and they think they, they should have lost to the Devils. They should have lost to like the Leafs a couple games. Like they should have lost to certain teams that I think they just got some puck luck, um, and it really went their way. Um, one team I really kind of like is the Seattle Kraken. They're like okay. thirty to one to win the Cup right now. Kraken like, in there, you know? <laughs> they have sick jerseys. Like they're just like unreal jerseys. So if you're gonna be a fan of a team, like that's a good one to start with. Um, but they're just like they shouldn't really be good. I feel like they're. <laughs> They're like they're one of those fresh new teams. Um, I think it was like what, two years ago they became a team. Yeah, but they don't really have, they, they don't really have good goalies, but they've been scoring at will, especially away from Seattle. Um, and that could come down, but overall, like they're a pretty deep team. They don't really have like a ton of stars, but I feel like in hockey you kind of need those teams. If you have a solid, you know, three four lines, like no really big superstar, you go far. Um, and they're like 30 to one to win the cup. They're in the West. I think the West is weaker than the East. Like the East okay. where the devils play. It's like the Bruins, the hurricanes, the Maple Leafs, you know, the penguins, the lightning. Yeah. Panthers. Stacked. You have like a lot of stacked, like physical teams, fast teams. Like, and in the, in the West, you kind of just have, you know, like Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, um, the Colorado who took a little step back this year. I think there's no like dominant team where if you look at the NHL and you said, who are the two best teams? I'd probably say the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Yeah. Both in the East. And then there's a lot of good teams. Like if you look at the, the NHL Stanley, the, the Stanley cup, you know, favorites, right? It's the Bruins, the abs at number two, Hurricanes, Maple Leafs, Lightning. Those four of the five teams that are the favorites are in the East. Um, and that's, I think, you know, even when the Rangers kind of come back a little bit, I think they're playing a little, little bad right now i think their team is better than what their record says but they're still third in the, in the division right now they're going to make the playoffs like the east if you're going to place a, a hockey future it shouldn't be on any east team there's just too too many ways too to loaded lose. yeah you need yeah, to see like, that bracket and like how that bracket's going to look because then maybe you yeah. can find some edges there i was okay. going to say um i have two questions and it's it's probably something that you know the answer to and maybe like some of our more like casual hockey betters don't know the answer to i know like obviously in um the nba for example like two of the two of the things that i always look at are first quarter rotations um and like how the rotations change by like quarter or so to speak um and then the second one is is there like a corollary to pace in the nhl so what i was kind of getting at is do certain players or certain teams run like different first period rotations that would help with your um like your first period bet or because of the like i don't i forget what they're called but like the siestas in between each period 
do they just kind of run the same rotation in every period or do they change it a little bit? Yeah, it's kind of more of a rotation, same rotation every period. You see the third period, you probably see some more um, yeah. end of game stuff with, you know, some guys who are on the second penalty kill who you may want uh, to finish out a couple minutes, may not be in there like the stars. Uh, yeah. Uh, Heiskanen usually plays second power play, uh, second penalty kill unit. He will hop in there because if there's four minutes left, they're going to want him fresh for the yeah. last couple minutes to try to play some more off. He's a more of like one of those offensive defenseman kind of guys. Yeah. Um, but you have like them switch some lines if they see, cause it's all about winning lines, like w- winning the battle with each other's lines. Like if your first line is getting dominated the entire game, it happens more in like playoff games and stuff, but you're going to see them maybe bump a guy down or move some guys around. Um, yeah. You don't really want to change it too much though. Cause a lot of it's chemistry. A lot of it's, uh, I don't yeah. know what to say. A lot of it's just kind of like the, the way they kind of want to do things. And, in the regular season, they're just going to try some stuff out, kind of like the NBA in a way, where they're going to try different units out. For yeah, a like you're games. just that running really with your, it. yeah, like you're running yeah. with your game plan for the most part. Like you're not yeah. like messing around with it. Okay, that makes sense. Well, like in, in between games, you can kind of move around. Sure. And then the second thing I was kind of getting at is like, are it's like weird because like I don't like in NBA pace obviously deals with like possessions per game and like what that looks like. Does that is there like a corollary to that in hockey where like a team plays faster or slower? Yeah, one hundred percent. There's two different kind of styles of hockey, as I would say. Some teams like the Oilers, they're just gonna try to outpace you. They're gonna try to get out in fast breaks. They're gonna try to push the puck ahead. And, and they get burned out by of, the third period. They do. They do. <laughs> and do that's it. why they. And that's why the physical teams always make the Stanley Cup. Like that. That's why the Avs are so good because they're so fast, but they're also very physical. Okay. Um, and I think like teams like the Hurricanes, they play more physical. They have guys with speed, young guys with speed, but they're gonna bully you on the boards and they're gonna make you pay. Same with the Bruins. And the Leafs are kind of starting to, to stray more that way as well. The Leafs in years past were more like star power guys, just gonna do whatever, and their defense kind of sucked. Now they're limiting, uh, they're limiting shots. They're playing a little more physical, and I think that's what wins you Stanley Cups. And you can see it all the time like these young guys they get burnt out by the third or they're pushing so far ahead that they're getting odd man rushes the other way and you can't sustain that the entire game so it's that cool makes- flashy and all but for the nhl as a whole they want to see scoring so it's kind of like the nba where like there's not a lot of scoring in hockey so the americans don't really watch it once yeah they know the game so like you kind of want to boost those guys like the oilers like Connor mcdavid's those guys to get out and go yeah yeah but at the same time it's not really winning hockey that's why the oilers always get bounced the least you always get bounced like that's just the way it is so they're kind of they kind of have a weird problem they got to deal with that makes yeah they gotta they gotta institute some new penalties or something (laughs) (laughs) but fuck uh, that fuck that taper (laughs) those fuckers back a bit just sharpen the blades a little bit more you know i'm down with that people need blood and points I do think it's stupid how if you bleed on a high stick, it's two extra minutes. Like that's just like you could just pull a WWE, carry some blood capsules with you. Just bite it. <laughs> I mean, how many of those guys do you think are like biting their lip immediately after they exactly. see a stick? Oh yeah, of four, gonna... four minutes compared to two is literally massive. That's like, a significant difference. That significant off, difference. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But yeah, right. it's. I, I think hockey as a whole, people should should watch it. I hope if you heard me talk about it a little bit. Hopefully didn't you know derail you too much from watching the game. No, but, uh, I mean, I think-, <laughs> I think I think it's something that our listeners want, just because you know, like we're we're at the end of football, really. Like we just have the one game uh, left, obviously, and then you know, basketball is great, but there are some days where we have slower slates. We have the All Star break coming up. Um, I think people are going to be looking for this type of angle 
and hockey will be, it's good that at least the all-star breaks are staggered. So we're going to have a little bit of extra content in there. Um, but yeah. I wanted to pivot to the NBA a bit because now you're kind of getting back into it. And uh, yeah. what I wanted to ask you, what's your, what's your favorite prop to bet on in the NBA? My favorite prop is kind of like a guilty pleasure is going to be like someone's like over three pointers made in the game. Yeah. I just think that's so much fun to watch. Like, you know, if you get a guy who's going to chuck up like five or six and every time he shoots it, like you're just kind of rooting for that kind of thing. It's just like, <laughs> I, that's to me, that's more fun to watch. Um, but you're never honestly, dead on those either. Like, exactly. I feel like you're never dead, <laughs> like, especially when you're losing. You're like, oh, yeah, we're gonna start ripping. Like, yeah. just, like <laughs> just, come on, like, this is a math problem. We're down 20. We gotta score. We gotta shoot some shoot threes. Shoot some fucking three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and speaking of that, I think the NBA is really out. I think the players are outgrowing the game. I think the reason why you have so many blowouts is because now when you you go on an eight basket, eight field goals made to two field goals made to the other team. And seven of them are threes. You're up by so many more points than you were in years past because they're just shooting so many threes. Yeah, it makes it so volatile. Like just the points changes. Yeah, and I think that's like that's actually leads us to a good discussion point right now because DraftKings just instituted or like reinstituted. It looks like it's going to be on for like every game, but the up ten uh, early win promo for the NBA. You have to opt in. Most people have it. It looks like the maxes are anywhere between 50 and $500. So um, my max is only 50, which kind of sucks. I don't know what yours is, Matt. Um, but I know like one of my buddies, uh, Vinvento, listener to the pod, his is around 200. So it's just, I think it's a little bit random. But I'm doing it right now because this game's on. Who am I betting on right now? I used, I used <laughs> mine on the, I used mine last night on the Magic, uh, which hit. On the, against the Sixers, which was fucking electric because they were down like twenty in the first. Quarter. Oh, they were. Does it yeah. have to be? Uh, does it have to be pregame? Yeah, pregame. So my am pick I, for I go Nuggets. Uh, so I, I think not, generally you want to pick line. you want to pick an underdog. So yeah. right now the only game. Well, I guess the Pelicans. I, I guess you just pick the Pelicans. Realistically, yeah. Um, I picked today. I took the Hornets on the money line. So that was I got it at a plus four thirty, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, but up so three we'll, right now. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But the the thing is with that promo, you promo guy wrote like a big article about it, and basically like you want to pick underdogs on with like that play like generally fast with a high total. Yeah, because there's yeah. a lot more opportunity for variance. So like you were saying with like these big crazy runs. So you're not as subject to like when there's more points, there's more chance for a 10 point lead and you're going to get a lot better value on an underdog. Like I don't really see a lot of value in betting a favorite on this promo. Um, It just, it just seems to me to be a waste of money, honestly, unless you were just going to bet that favorite on the money line anyway. Like if you had a, if it's like a minus one game, then I think like, yeah, like you could opt in because like then you're not forcing a pick. But um, yeah. I think generally you want to take a big dog. So tomorrow, I know like when we're looking at the slate tomorrow, Wednesdays are usually like really, really big days, right? So yeah. we have the we have a matchup of the Magic and the Sixers again. And a lot of people have been reaching out to me. They're like, are we going to ride the Magic again? Numbers are actually really bad for teams on a back-to-back like in that little baseball set and basically the home team wins yeah. like the home favorite wins in this spot like 70 percent of the time this season so i'm gonna say like i'm put on the record like i would stay away from the from the magic in this spot 
I don't know if there's a, a, a team that you're looking at, Matt, but I got to say, we got a good matchup tomorrow with the Nets and the Celtics. The Nets are plus eight and a half, and they're around plus 300 or so. I know we don't have Kevin Durant, but that kind of seems like a nice spot to maybe hop in there with, with Brooklyn. I, I think you're right. I think anytime you have a team with Kyrie Irving, yeah. <laughs> go up 10 points. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, I think that's, and I think those games are always like, when is a basketball game? I want to say like against two teams like that. When does the team not go up 10? Yeah. 20 points is a different story. Like Bet365 Bet365 has 20 points uh, for every game, uh, which yeah. is awesome. That That's more like, you're not just going to pick the underdogs because underdogs to go up 20 is much harder to do. But if you do have a pick them, I always bet, Bet on Bet365 because it's going to do that every time. They do that with all sports, too, even like hockey. You go. Oh, I I won on the – when the Chargers blew that game. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. Awesome. I remember I did that. I did that, too, and my my other brother, Robert, was like fuming. I was like, well, you didn't bet on Bet365? Like, I was – I got paid out at halftime. (laughs) How'd you not do that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, it's – that one will – yeah, that's a whole different story. But, yeah, I think the – the volatility of the NBA is kind of just like I did. I actually paid attention to the magic game yesterday. Um, yeah. And I do the home and home stuff for the, the, for the magic in Philly. Yeah. So it was a home and home for Philly. So they've Philly. been staying in Philly. So it's, it's really an interesting spot because basically it's like the home team kind of gets to regroup. They yeah. get to regear their and home. The Sixers were off like, the big win, right? Sixers were off the big win against the nuggets. Yeah. And that was, that was the letdown spot. Yeah. If anything, I bet the Sixers spread now at this point. Yeah. I, I think that now spot. you could arguably take the Sixers on the spread um, because they are a better team. Although the magic have been good. Uh, they started off like six and 18 or something like that. And basically, and they've been like 20 and 16 since. So yeah. they've been a lot better. One of the things like, and I don't know, cause I obviously you, you were looking at football a lot. You were looking at NHL a lot, but from like a bird's eye view of the league, when you're looking at this, who are some teams you're interested to see if they can like sustain it? Like the nuggets have been crazy good. And then you look at the bottom of the West and you're like, the Lakers are still like hanging in there. AD's back now. And then when you look in the East, you know, you still have Boston up at the top, but like the Knicks are hanging in there. The Pacers are like yeah. around. So are is there any team that you're like interested in watching or that you like to watch? Yeah, this it's the Kings. It's the Kings. Dude, I didn't think light I, the beam. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to like the Kings, but Sabonis is the dog. Yeah. Uh, I like the Kevin. Uh, I never know how to say his last name. Hoarder. Herder, 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 whatever yeah. it is. He's he's a good shooter, Harrison Barnes, regardless of what everyone thinks of what he did the other day, not scoring 10 points. He's a great, great player. De'Aaron Fox is De'Aaron Fox again. Um, I just think that they're a fun team to watch, and I'm not sure if they sustain it, but I'm definitely going to be rooting for them to, to to keep going. I mean, I would love for the Lakers to obviously make the playoffs. I think LeBron James not in the playoffs is just a crime. Insane, I know they've been, yeah. getting, they've been getting screwed by the refs, which I never thought I'd say LeBron is not getting calls, but he's just not. That, could, that, um, last, that end of the game call against Celtics was so bad. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... I feel like Corey Are we gonna talk about evil. it. Are we gonna talk about it? We can talk about it. He's still <laughs> on the ground, right? It, one 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 thing I can't stand about the NBA is that they're like once a game, you're like, yeah, we blew that one. It's like, yeah, no one cares now. Like, it's just like <laughs> <you> should... <laughs> dude, I watched the. Oh my god, what the fuck was the ref's name who got caught uh, fixing games? Tim oh Donahue, legend, legend, dude, yeah. betting legend. It was also like the most 
obvious duh moment ever watching that that fucking documentary on Netflix. I was like, <laughs> no shit. They they miss so many calls. It can't be hard to rig a game. Yeah. No, I, I mean it's not. like how do you not? Yeah, not, especially in the last possession like that, you 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 have the deciding factor of you either give them two two shots or you don't. Because in basketball, you give them points. It's not like football where it's like you get some yards and now you still got to perform. Like, yeah, basketball, you're giving them they're called free throws unless it's Shaquille O'Neal at the line. Yeah, like you're or... gonna you're gonna make at least one. You know yeah, what I mean? To this day, I guess that was the only wild card that I can't even. Yeah, like and if you miss <laughs> if you miss both, then you're just beat. Like that's just yeah, that's you're... on you. You yeah, missed both you know, the, the rest. Like, listen, buddy. I did my job. I did my job. I, well, I don't know what to tell you here, man. <laughs> I gift wrapped uh, you this game, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, but, going back, going back to the the Sixers game, I would actually lean. I'm not sure what the numbers are for them in the first quarter, but I feel like in a revenge spot like that, where you're still at home, first quarter for the Sixers is probably a good look, just to kind of get right. Yeah, like it's like we got to rebound like right now. Like let's get back to it. Like let's figure yeah, it out. Like, you know, we were we were hungover last game. Everyone knew it. We lost. Like it's time for us to get this spot back. Yeah, I think. Well, I think so okay. I think that I really do think this is Brooklyn. I think this Brooklyn uh, Celtics game is going to be really really good. Um, I'm very curious yeah. to see it. I don't think we need to get like too much into it. That's going to be like a major media game. It's on ESPN. Like everybody will talk about it. We got our Kings though, though. The Kings are seven and a half point road favorites against the Spurs. Might be a spot to back them. I know one of the spots that I want to be, that I've been enjoying taking is uh, I've been betting a lot of Keegan Murray threes lately. He's been, he's been really, really solid. Uh, he kind of, he's kind of like gotten into a bit of a groove, I think. And uh, it's set his lines at two, at two and a half. So they kind of have moved it up a little bit, but I still think it's a spot that you could take in this game against the Spurs. Um, yeah. I, I, I think the Kings are just they're just rolling. The Kings play very well too. They're a deep team. I think I think in regards to basketball too. So fun the funny thing about me is I never actually played hockey. Um, but I've actually played basketball my like entire life. Yeah. Um so like just works understanding understanding basketball the the mindset of a basketball player is just like much easier for me to like relate to. When you're feeling it, especially at that level, like you you just start to feel it for a few games. And if you catch fire, especially from the three point line. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like driving to the driving to the paint and just get making some layups and finishing like that's whatever. But when you really just are in the groove and feeling yourself, like that's gonna last a little bit, especially if you're just constantly in the zone and getting those looks, and you kind of ride that till the wheels fall off, and then you're gonna kind of figure it out again. But one thing I w- I wish that was was more available was like a player's um like over like live three pointers made it's available sometimes but like it's always like locked they always lock that shit yeah even at yeah. halftime it gets locked exactly but like if, if you know someone's feeling it and it's a player who's like a who has the green light normally like they're just gonna feed him the ball Dude, <laughs> like, one, one, like... one guy that's like that is uh sean little talks about this all the time like we're on buckets and like when he's on uh like the msg shows but he said like julius randall is that dude like yeah. when Randall is feeling it, he will just chuck. And it's one of those two. It's like it carries over. Like if he makes three threes, four threes in a game, you know, the next game, he's probably going to make one in the first quarter and he's going to get up like six shots in the first quarter all from yeah. three point range. If he doesn't make them, then maybe he'll slow down. But like, you're right. It's like these guys, like they feel it and they're like, all right, like let's get it rolling here. Um, Especially if you're making threes in the beginning of the game, because as a basketball player, like, it just makes the defense play so honest. Like if you hit yeah. two threes, 
they're they get up in your face now pump fakes are gonna make him make him bite a lot more like that's just the way the game is yeah like, you actually you get a lot more game, out of it yeah you can see what he's gonna do it's like oh are they now when he drives are they just gonna pick him up is he gonna dish if you see that early on, you could be like, all right, let me just bet his assist real quick or something. Because he now he now has the defender on his tails the entire game. A hundred percent. So um one of the things that's going on now, though, obviously, we're closing in on the trade deadline. The trade deadline's on uh February 9th. And there's a lot of players that are like moving around. One of the players I think is most interesting right now is OG Ananobi. He's in like a yeah. million trade rumors. People are saying like three first round pick. It's the asking price is insane for him. But what's happening with him that's interesting is that he's sitting for the next, it looks like four games. Um, And when he sits, uh, Precious Precious Achua enters the starting lineup. I like his rebound prop today. It's at nine and a half. It's at plus 105. It's against the Utah Jazz. I think he's going to smash this line. It's a much better, I'd rather take the nine and a half than the double-double. It's only like a five cent difference here. And for him, I think he's just going to get out there. I think generally the points come with the boards, but there's no reason to add in that variance at a five cent difference there, especially when we're getting plus money. But the thing about Ananobis that's interesting is, I don't know if he really needs to sit for these four games. I think it's one of those, they don't want the injury to get worse. They don't want it to yeah. make anything to happen. And they want him to, they want him to be able to be traded. So that leads us to like a, another point in the trade market. And it's just that like, you're going to have a lot of these players like randomly, if you think of players in a trade rumor, they might randomly sit like getting closer to this deadline. Yeah. And that's, I think really important when you're betting on props, because if you're saying like, you know what, I've heard this guy's in a trade rumor. Um, Maybe let's bet on somebody else that's on the team, because if they don't play, they should absorb that usage. And even if they do play, I like the line anyway. Uh, So it's just, I I think it's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great way to look at it. I think like also like when, when they know someone's getting traded, like they may just slowly reduce his minutes and slowly yeah uh, increase another guy's minutes because it's the nba you're not playing at the ymca you can't just go out there and just get a seven minute increase the next game like you gotta you gotta, you gotta ramp move. up so like they're gonna start you know making like one or two minute little differences and kind of especially if they know somebody's out like og's probably out yeah really dumb for them not to trade him so like he's probably out so yeah. i would and, probably play precious either way yeah and basically like the one guy that's Based, the Raptors have said is essentially untouchable is Scotty Barnes and another two other players from what I'm hearing that are likely to be moved or that I think may even be more likely to be moved than OG Ananobi are Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet. So when, if you take those guys as well as Ananobi out of this lineup, I think that you, you could get a blow up game from Scotty Barnes, like randomly coming up soon. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like his, his points line is set at 16 and a half. I actually like that line. He just missed it by the half a point last game, but other than that, he's gone over that line in, in now five of seven games without OG Ananobi this season. So that's a spot that I'm looking at here. Another player that I think has been really interesting and it's about the Spurs because Jakob Pertl is always kind of in these trade rumors, but Zach Collins has been getting a lot more playing time because of that. So if you're in a fantasy yeah. league, I like him. I think you should pick him up. Um, and then he's somebody that you could get like sneaky double double value out of, especially like if that move happens. 
or if you know if you can get a late line on him like he just had a double double last time out against the Washington Wizards um but you know just a couple of those things to kind of keep an eye on and uh like as you're moving forward in you know in the season as we're nearing that trade deadline um yeah it's also like teams like uh, that you know are going to start tanking, like maybe just fade them a little bit yeah. down the stretch because they're going to start sooner or later. There's really no like magic clock. This is okay. We're tanking down, but like if you're thinking, if you know they're sellers at the deadline, they're they're probably not going to be in the, in the business of winning. And going back to the Scotty Barnes take, a lot of times when teams like kind of like trade everyone away and leave one guy, they'll say, "See what you could do as the guy, and see what you could do as like you know just controlling the ball." Because he'll yeah. bring the ball up and he'll just either chuck it or the offense will run through him regardless. But usually that means he's got the green light to do whatever he wants. Yeah, at I least agree. for the meantime. And one of the things that's interesting um, as well, like in regards to the tanking thing that you brought up, the Matt Moore put out a stat and basically the Rockets smack in the first quarter in the first half. Like they are so good because they actually, they just are like, we're going to try, we're going to run real rotations, whatever. <laughs> They're like, I think they're eight and two in the first half or in the first quarter spread over their last 10 games. And they are two and eight against spread on the full game. So like look to live bet against them. I think rather than bet them against the spread on the full game, because they get out to these hot starts, look to bet them at halftime, like bet against them at halftime. You're probably going to get a much better line because they start off so strong. And they've been playing a lot better with Sangoon as like their number one player. And I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic when, you know, we see more of Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. kind of like everybody kind of come back from injury. So that's definitely a good live betting angle to kind of try to take advantage of moving forward. Um, yeah, I agree. I love the NBA trade deadline. There's so many things to look forward to. Awesome. It's like angles to find betting, but also like just staying in the loop of who's going yeah. where and who, who, what futures bet can you make on like, you know, thinking they're going to make a big splash. There's just so much to go on. I, I fucking love it. Yeah. And there's like one and one player can make such a bigger difference in the NBA than like basically in any other sport. Um, exactly. But what I wanted to pick your brain on right now, but right before we leave, because I feel like we ha- we this is just like district policy, like we have to do it. Okay. What are we putting together for a long shot parlay? We're putting something together. So I mean, do we want to do we want to add a Super Bowl in there? I feel like you you kind of have to. So we'll put. I just don't want to lose. <laughs> I don't want to lose in the Super Bowl. I don't want to lose in the Super Bowl. Um. All right, well, we'll come back to that. But if you had to pick a future for the NHL. The Hurricanes. Hurricanes. They're right. just, especially if Pacioretty is, stops getting hurt every two weeks. They're just the best team um, with the best. I mean, like, it doesn't matter who they have as a goalie just because their defense is so good and they just have a great system. They always kind of fall short, but I think this team is better than they've ever had. Um, and – they're going to get home ice likely throughout unless they play the Bruins and they could even catch the Bruins but in the second half. So who knows, but they're still like, I think plus 700 range. I don't, I didn't check. I don't know what book you're on right now. If you're looking. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on FanDuel right now. I know they're plus 700 on DraftKings, but I don't really know what the best line is. It's probably, it's probably about the best. Now, like for, for the NBA, it's tough because we've got the Celtics. They're, they're obviously heavily favored. Um, relative to the rest of the market. But I think, you know, the I think the East is generally better 
this year, which makes me yeah. nervous about like wanting to back an East team because like, I think right now, I think that the Sixers have like a tremendous amount of value at 12 to one. Um, but I don't want to bet on an Eastern conference team until <laughs> we get a little bit further. I think that the I Nuggets are a wagon. I think the Nuggets are so good. Um, yeah. And I feel like they're finally healthy and it feels like uncomfortable just because of what we're, you know, like we've seen from that, like they you guys get hurt. It's a little bit tougher. They sometimes they blow games because they don't play like the best defense. <clears throat> is there a team that you're looking at in the NBA that you think is a little interesting for a parlay here? I think the Nuggets are the team. I mean, you have the best team in the West. They're going to finish at the one seed in the West. Like, yeah. There's no more scary Suns team in the regular season either, which is kind of like the staple for the past couple of years. Which is yeah. Like odd. One thing I love looking at though, I'm looking at right now is the Warriors home and road split. Just it's insane. It's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. They're 19 <laughs> and six at home and they're seven and 18 on the road. That is just absurd. Is Steph Curry just not leaving the city? Like I just don't understand. Dude, I don't know what they, I don't know what they do out there. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like I, I don't, I don't understand it at all they just don't it's like they don't even try on the road it's like they send s uh, like seth curry out there instead yeah. of steph curry so, they, send, they, send, they send del curry out there and yeah, just do, the, uh, they send reverse, del. do a whole reverse uncle drew action <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> I, I think the nuggets are the team i mean right. like, i like it i mean you don't have to convince me too much on the nuggets i mean like if you look at the clippers do like the load management way never works like why is unbelievable Paul George is great, but like that never works. Like that never, no. you never get enough team chemistry. Nobody gels so enough. Like, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm all for the Nuggets. You give me the one seed at plus seven fifty. Like that's. Just, I think it's every crazy. Day of the week. Yeah, and then like I don't, I don't follow college basketball enough to put a pick in here. I think that it's really hard. I think it's too hard to pick a title just because yeah, of the single is. game variance. I think like if you were to pick somebody you try to do like a final four, but even then it's like, you don't really know because you don't know how the brackets are going to look. Exactly. Um, so I think to, it's, we have to stay away from that. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a little tough. I don't, I don't know. Do you have an early, early, early lean on major league baseball? I was going to say that, you know, I'm going to say the Mets, but I think as a, as a, you know, to do us both justice, we should stray away from the Mets or the Yankees. Yeah, I think I think that that's fair. I mean, I'm not gonna bet the I'm not gonna bet the Astros again. I don't think they repeat. I, think I don't think so tough, either. Tough to repeat. Uh, the Dodgers, Dodgers are, are once again a wagon. Um, the Padres are kind of that team that I'm like, I need you to do it for me to believe it. <clears throat> yeah, like, at this point. Um, and then the Braves <laughs> ten to one, Phillies fourteen to one. Wait, but Tatis is coming back. He is coming back, and I we mean, do as like. Long the, as he's- as long as he's not using drugs anymore, like they're gonna, they're gonna win, dude. That's not. I mean, it's not you crazy. Gotta, you gotta do that. You gotta do the Padres. You gotta so do the Padres. So we're looking at the Hurricanes, the Nuggets, and the Padres at seventy four thousand plus seventy four thousand seven hundred. Easy. One dollar to win seven forty seven. I like it. Just lock yeah, that. Yeah, or we're gonna do one. Point three. No, it's not enough. 1.3. It's 1.34 to win a thousand. There it is. There it is. That's, that's it. our that's our little parlay. Just a little it's fun. Like, it's, it's, what's pi? Oh, it's 3.14. Yeah, three, oh, I could there. do a pi bet. <laughs> I could do a pi bet. <laughs> we should we should do that. And if it hits, we just eat pie. 
and we'll just put the winning ticket. That's, That's perfect. That's perfect. I locked it in. I've got the parlay. We're ready. <laughs> I'm in. I love that, actually. That's I'm a in. fun one. That's a fun one. All right. So with that, producer Corey, how you doing over there? Doing well. Do you have any recommendations for the listeners here today? I do. What are we looking I at? I was on a bachelor party two weeks ago in Maine, and uh, we pulled up to the G League game. Shout out to the main Celtics, formerly the Red Claws. Wait, you went? My buddy announces yeah. for them. Dude, <laughs> unbelievable experience. That's awesome. Wow. So we got a VIP section, obviously. It probably cost us nothing, honestly. I, I didn't even look at the bill. Um, we are directly, like, <laughs> we're talking like my high school gym was bigger than this. Like it's it's a It's like a middle of the road high school gym. And we were right behind the players, and one of them started getting into it with a fan, like, so bad the ref had to pull up. It was <laughs> incredible. I want to go to a G League the palace? <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I was like, holy shit, like, does the Metal World Peace shit happen regularly here? Yeah. We just don't hear about it? Looks like it does. Uh, <laughs> Dude, things calm It's because it's not news over there. It's just another day in the yeah, life. It's, it's another, a Wednesday. It's like, Exactly. It's it's like beer league <laughs> hockey, Wednesday. like just random dudes dropping gloves on the court. It was awesome. Beers were like five bucks. It was unbelievable. Uh, I actually did buy some merch. What did you get? I wimped out. I was trying to get a jersey, but they didn't have any for sale. <laughs> Dude, I think I need to go to a G League game. <laughs> Shout out to the main Celtics. Uh, wait, is that a lobster? Yeah, dog. That's amazing. Hold on. What's the closest G League team to uh, us? Is There's got to be a New York one. Is it like the Westchester Knicks? Yeah, it's probably way out in the middle of fucking Call nowhere. the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, like, I've never seen so many alley-oops in one game. They also just have, event. They have great names, too. Like, oh, yeah. Um, the Memphis Hustle, the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Like, I'm sorry. Wait, the Memphis Hustle <laughs> yeah. is the best name. The Most Rio Grande Valley Vipers. The, that Spring is... <laughs> the Springfield Armor. Yeah, I cannot recommend getting to one of these games fast the enough. Fort, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> those awesome. Ants, those ants are mad as fuck. The, oh, the the Long Island Nets is a team with the old Nets colors. That's actually sick. Oh, we gotta go. That's doable. I would I'm ready go for a road trip. I would, I would go. Absolutely go again. The, Are we vlogging? Yeah, sure. I'm I love. I love this. I love. I'll strap this. a GoPro to my head and start chirping. See what I, yeah, happens. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do this. This is good content. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're recommending minor league games. Yeah, it'll probably cost you like if you could you could have the time of your life for like a hundred dollars. Where do the West? Well, we're actually going to bring back road tripping. The real ones, no. <laughs> real ones, no. <laughs> Joe versus geography. <laughs> now, Joe, point out Long Island on the map. <laughs> oh God, it's that one. <laughs> All right, Matt, what do we? What do you got for us? Um, I was going to recommend going to a Devils game because it's just a fantastic experience. If you're in the tri-state area, go get your ass to a Devils game. It's a good time. Um, just. There's people going on their Tuesdays now. You couldn't, they probably couldn't give away tickets a couple years ago because they were so bad. But yeah, yeah. it's when I thrived, man. I would get yeah. out of law school and go to a game for 20 bucks. Yeah. Shout out the parking lot over there. Yeah. Actually, shout out to I the parking there. lot. 
I love that parking lot. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's a good time, good experience, and uh, they're going to be good this year. So if you're in Jersey, support the only New Jersey professional sports team that's left. That's true. That is true. I um I like that. I would like to go to a Devils game. I think that would be fun. Um, okay, Joe, time for your culinary corner. Go ahead. <laughs> I uh I'm actually going to recommend. I got um I ordered generic brand Zizol. Um, generally, wait a minute. I know I no am, food this week. No, we're not. We're not doing the food right now. Holy. So, oh, okay. I'll wait. So I'll, I'll I, I ordered burner. generic brand Zizol a lot cheaper. It seems to be working fine so far. So no issues there. Um, so that's good. Secondly, I'm going to recommend buying your significant other, your Valentine's day present right now, make your reservations nice. right now, because you're going to forget you're going to try to get a reservation at that place that you want. And you sh- you're going to realize that you should have booked it now. So book that reservation right now and get laid on Valentine's day. <laughs> so Joe, you're sick. a, you're a saint. I did. I slipped to there. Thank you. Yeah. So this is good. This is good. Um, so those are two of my recommendations, quick hitters right there, but we obviously have to recommend a food substance. I am going to recommend um, I got the, like, I've been on a corn tortilla kick, right? So I've been making, like, and I liked corn tortillas. The problem with them is they get like kind of flimsy, like Corey, we would know about this, but like, they kind of get like racist. Weird. They like break. Well, it's just a factual thing. Like you guarantee you eat tacos. I so, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like when, and Matt definitely just eats flour tortillas. So, <laughs> so but, like, you know, corn tortillas, I think are better. But when you you can't just raw dog a corn tortilla because Not with that attitude. <laughs> well, they just like they kind of, they kind of fall apart. They kind of break when you gotta fold them, right? So you gotta you gotta heat them up a little bit. I think I I personally like to heat them up. I got like one of those griddle things that you put over your stove from Costco. It's amazing. Um, so that's been a great experience. But I've been I bought as well these like a taco holder stand. So I heat Did you just steal one from Chipotle? No, I didn't take it from Chipotle. I should have. We have these Tama Bahama. It was Cadoba. We got these Tommy Bahama <laughs> ones. That... Wait, Mr. Tommy Bahama has this product? Yeah. So they I am <laughs> looking this up right now. Tommy I might have to go get them so I can show you. They're Tommy Bahama taco shell holders they fit four of them the problem with the four is that it's too big for a plate so you run into that problem where like you makes that like nails on the chalkboard sound so what i've done with it right now it's pretty wide i bought an extra cutting board so i serve them on (laughs) that board because then it's a flat surface no nails on the chalkboard sound and my big conclusion here is my and my recommendation is you serve corn tortillas, put this, put a little bit of the cheese on it, melt it on the stone, use that, put it in the taco holder. It kind of makes that shape. It's so much easier to like build the taco, enjoy the taco, and you put that on the cutting board. You have a wider, like wider range. You can put your toppings like on the side of it. It's a great eating experience. And then you can get, I, I always thought it was a scam. I thought I was like, there, there's no such thing as steel wool. That makes no sense. There's no way this stuff works. That stuff works amazingly. Are you kidding so me? Been, You're just discovering steel wool. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you never used a Brillo pad in your life? I've used a Brillo pad. I've used the like I've used the like the rough side What's of a the sponge. Brillo without the weird soap in it. No, it works so it just it's incredible. It works so much better. And I think it's because it's silver that I'm like, oh, this a hundred percent works. Like I'm using real steel here to get things off. Shit's been the cleanest it's ever been. So I, I thought Beautiful. I was gonna have to throw something away. I don't. I had tacos. I have tacos like at least three times a week. You could basically call me an immigrant at this point. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great time. So I mean, I am. If you really think about it, because my mom, she's from Korea. You know, same same type of concept. We're we're crossing water over here. So uh, I'm just one generation removed from <laughs> living in a thatched roof house. Joe, Love do you that. know you're like two items away from having your own like restaurant? Fair. What else do I need? Probably one more taco holder. Yeah. <laughs> you can start charging. One more taco holder and a spork. So then we'll there you go. So, <laughs> you know, with that, guys, you know, take go to your Devils games, go to your go to your minor league, G League, NBA games, get yourself some tacos, get yourself a taco holder. And let's cash that.
Devil